know that, right? Oh boy. Uh, the thumbnail looks like this, but with text. During the stream. Yeah. yeah. Let's we'll just do it right now. We're live now. How's Whoa! it going, everyone? We're trying to figure out how the heck uh, streaming works now that Linus is gone, because we haven't used the YouTube dashboard in a long time. We're gonna have a great show. We have tons of news. We have more uh, updates uh, on on your Blizzard on my Blizzard stuff escapades at this point. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about the next folding phone from Samsung. Yes. Sick. Also, uh, we have a, a topic literally just called Huawei UK. Um, so that's that's awesome. And uh, Eve, when I first read this title, I thought we were talking about the video game, but no, we are talking about the like crowdsourced monitor. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. the E5? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good, yeah. good, good. That's gonna be we'll an interesting conversation, that. actually. So yeah, catch us after the intro. Ha! <laughs> there we are. This is so weird now that this is the intro that's just been going on for years. Like, why are these guys in the jungle? Why are they canoeing? There's no content <laughs> for any of it. It used to be cereal. They used to change all the time. I mean, I think it literally changes. Who's using the box of food? No, I think it's three. Yeah. It's like also the old ones. Yeah. Pulse wave. Ah, the way of the pulse. Display. Display though. And the LTG store. Which we have our own sponsor link for? Why isn't it just lttstore.com? Why is it lmg.gg slash WAN LTT store? Analytics. Okay. Analytics. All right. That's fine. Analytics is God. Right. Man, Everything what's is up? data these days. How are you? I'm all right. I'm you, good. I woke up at 3 a.m. I'm tired, you know, but I'm okay. <laughs> wow. Um, take yeah. Thumbnail. I'm, take thumbnail. Take thumbnail. We'll do that. When you want us to do that literally right now, I'd have to like title it and everything. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, that's silly. That's baloney. Yeah. I'm I agree. great. Thanks for asking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Things are fantastic here at, at LMG. There's That's so much good. action lately. How, how is uh how has been this this will be an interesting conversation. We won't talk about it way too long. But how was uh being a part of LMG and seeing Linus do the retiring stream? Oh, I felt I don't know. I, I thought that um I assumed everyone had the same reaction that I did because but I heard that the next day um, people who work here were reaching out to him, being like, you okay? Um, <laughs> but I saw it and I was like, nah. Like, because <laughs> like, I, I knew that already. Like, I knew that for the last whatever amount of time, like year or something, he's thought about these kinds of things. And especially when earlier last year the channel was like dipping, he really was sensitive to that and was trying to think of all the different things he could do. And, um, that was great, and that's how you survive in this business. And yeah. I think that's why we've gotten as far as we have. Yeah. Because he takes that seriously and he reevaluates everything. It's like, what about our titles? What about our thumbnails? What about the stuff we're covering and audience sentiment and everything? Work on all of that and also diversify revenue, revenue streams and yeah, yeah. yeah. Survive. So, yeah, I saw that stream and I saw immediately from the titling of it, I've been thinking about retiring. I was like, okay, this is not any announcement of anything actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love like there was there was so many people debating about like oh I wish it wasn't so clickbaity and I was like it wasn't though, it was actually one of the least clickbaity things. If you know Linus, you know it's he's not wrong. You know he's not lying with that title. Yeah. But you should also know uh, that it's supposed to be click worthy. It's it's click worthy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's click worthy. It's te not technically bait because it's. Very true. And I, I don't mean to say that I think that his uh, emotions were uh, contrived or put on at all. Like, he's being authentic in that video, 100%. Um, but I wasn't worried by it yeah, at all. No. I actually did message him after I watched it. I was like, bro, I'm down to make any environmentalism videos that you want. <laughs> <laughs> I always have weird little questions, like, when I'm just going through my building. Like, I wonder how much energy per year these lights that always stay on use. Or how much energy does my elevator take? Should I take the stairs? Or... Mm. Or like when I'm streaming music. Do you know how much just like two elevator rides a day? I did a casual look up on an elevator and this, it wasn't a deep dive, but the things that I read were like, because of the counterweight systems, they don't take that much energy. Oh, okay. But that might still be like a lot of energy, but maybe just not that not much compared much to the mass that you're lifting yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay. Lines is fine. It's All good. right. So, Linus is fine. You wanted to talk about the the Warcraft stuff first? Do you want to talk about well, the game? Hold on. There's just so much more exciting stuff to talk about okay. at LMG. All like, right. today okay. I hosted uh, my oh, first video right. for a new channel. I don't know if Linus has talked about. 
I'm not going to talk about it. It's on a floatplane. It's on a floatplane, which is why I'm talking about it at all. Yeah. So it's public knowledge to some people, but yes. we are starting a new channel, which is cool. The name. Yeah. You can probably give them that. I don't know. No? You can subscribe on floatplane and see the name. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave you hanging, but... Uh, I'll throw my own little... And if you're on floatplane, you can actually subscribe to the channel, because there's a link to the channel. Oh! The actual YouTube channel has been created. It doesn't have any videos on it yet. It doesn't have any visual assets yet. one of the first. Well, you, yeah, there's like 200 subscribers at this point. And another thing that's awesome here is the new podcast we have. Yes. That's been out for a while, since like all of 2020, but there's a new LMG podcast that's not The WAN Show. It's basically, it's an audio-only podcast. It's not on YouTube, although it is on Floatplane in video form. And it's called Carpool Critics. Why is it called that? Uh, so it's me and Riley and David, and David's a camera person here, Riley's on TechLinked, and me, I'm here right now. The three <laughs> of us and Lloyd used to carpool together. We all lived in Vancouver, but then Riley moved like an idiot, Yeah. and it sucked because we used to have these really sick conversations in our carpool all the time. You know, when, as a... Uh, as just a millennial white dude, you're like, every time you have a good conversation, you're like, this should be a podcast. We should be recording this right now. There was a lot of that. And then when Riley moved, we were like, uh, man, we miss Riley. I wish we could find a way for Linus to pay us to hang out together again. And then so we pitched Linus the idea of having a movie podcast, and he loved it. Uh, I think in part because of the whole retiring speech thing, where it's like, we need to think of new ways Other, to yeah, yeah, yeah. create this empire. So yeah, he liked the idea, and we've been doing it. I think we've released 10 episodes. We've recorded probably 13, but some of them didn't make it. <laughs> but we there's 10 now in full force, and you can get it wherever you listen to your podcast, and it's fun. I told I I thought your your comment about the like, just talking makes you think you should make it a podcast thing. It reminded me of uh, I think about two months back. I sent Linus a message, and I was like, we should have an off-topic podcast so we can just, like, have an excuse to hang out more. <laughs> it's like, eh, if we can monetize it, it'll probably happen more often. I mean, people don't not want that. There's tons of podcasts that you listen to. It's just two people that you think are interesting talking for, like, three hours because you're just driving or cooking or whatever. Yeah. And so this podcast is a little bit of that, a little bit of movie analysis, new movies, old movies, and it's awesome. Carpool Critics wherever you get your podcast, and you can follow the Twitter, which is Carpool Critics at, at Twitter, and uh, you can email us too. We've replied to every so here's email. So a, here's a question for a, for a podcaster, and you can't answer your own. Mm. What is your favorite podcast? Oh, I have like a short list, but one that I really admire is Reply All. A lot of our listeners will know that one, because it, okay. it's tech and internet culture focused. Those guys are so funny, man. I love Reply All. Do you know this podcast? No. It's awesome. I'm not. A, I'm not very much on the. I'm not a very podcasty person. Oh, you should check it out on your drive home. They're shorter too, and they do awesome, like super tech support things. Where someone will be like, "Why am I getting random charges from Uber in Romania?" And and they'll be like, "Okay, I'm going to find this out for you." And they'll just go and do some journalism and come back with a really interesting story. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a great podcast. I, I'm very into the audiobooks. Oh, really? I've I only do done audiobooks really hard. I've done a couple. I do like. Very high double digits every year for sure. Really? Probably in the, like the 30s or 40s. I was into that until we started, well, same with podcasts. All that ended when I started carpooling. That makes sense, to be fair. Yeah. I'm almost always alone in the car. So yeah. I'm just like, audiobook. Boom. Pew. And then I'll get way too into it and then just sit in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have to get to the end of this bit. I did Dune by audiobook and I was like on the SkyTrain just pretending I'm on the phone, but I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just listening to it. <laughs> I don't want to buy Bluetooth headphones. Hey, I'm so hold it to my face. I saw a note in here that um, your Blizzard thing has been resolved. Yeah. You, you were banned on Blizzard for like, you were suspended for six months from WoW. I was suspended for six months from WoW um, for cheating, was the original thing that they told me. And then I pestered them a million times with a whole bunch of different tickets. And they eventually told me that it was for unauthorized external program use, is I think the exact way they phrased it, but I could be slightly Did they tell you there. that after you got in the live chat with the guy? No, the live chat guy just wouldn't tell he was Yeah. <laughs> he was a jerk. And yeah. he wouldn't just he wouldn't say anything. Okay. Um so this was this was email correspondence from before that. Okay. And he referenced, I believe, he didn't say what email specifically, but I believe he was talking about that email that said unauthorized third party programmings. Um after that last WAN show and I think in large part the LMG clip that was made of that segment, uh, 
someone reached out and got me a phone number of someone at Blizzard that I was going to call, uh, but literally before I could call them, I was going to call them in like 10 minutes. I received a call from they Blizzard. They actually called you. They called me. They found my wait, account. Wait, wait, what, the number, what did the number come up as? Was it just a random It was number? a random number, and then I was staring at it being like, I don't want to pick up like Screen another call. Google Assistant's call. like, hey. <laughs> but like right before I did that, it, it flipped to like Blizzard Entertainment. Whoa. And I was like, oh, okay. You're like, screenshot that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, so yeah, I answered it, and I don't know like, to what level of detail they want me necessarily go into because I know uh, that their reason for not wanting to give me more details was that they don't want it to help people avoid bans. Uh, but no, there was no external program. They didn't even necessarily, they had, they had no like particular program in mind. They just had a suspicion that I was using one. And they, they did some stuff to uh, kind of solidify the decision that they thought I was using one, but they had no, like, it there was, was no, like, oh, we, there, our application detected this running on your computer. There was none of that. There, it must have been some kind of, auto, like, algorithmic flagging. That I don't, yeah, I don't want to go, like, way okay. too into it. But effectively, no, I wasn't, so they unbanned me. Huh. That is the conclusion. The, and, like... Well, it's a good thing you're Luke Lafreniere. <laughs> so this is, this is where, like... And I, I've told some people, including my, my dad and my brother and my mom, who I play WoW with, and I brought this up a million times, that, like, this part sucks, but I think for journalistic integrity reasons, I have to bring this up, even if it compromises my account in the future. Um, but, yeah, that's terrible. The only reason I got unbanned was because of this show. Yeah. Which, like, thank you guys for creating a ruckus. And thank everyone for thanks to everyone for like tweeting them and sending emails and contacting people that you know at Blizzard because the guy on the phone was like, yeah, I heard from everyone about wow. this, so we decided to look into it. And it's further. cool that they did that and unbound you. It just sucks that that's not available to everybody. Yes, and like the the communication up to that point was horrible. Yeah, the tickets that I that I sent in, no one ever. I had no legitimate conversations, and then by the time I actually did have a legitimate conversation, the guy was just a jerk. Yeah, and yeah. like super sassy and completely kicking unhelpful. you to the curb until they're like, yeah. see and your that, name tag, and then they open the velvet robo right this way, sir. Yeah, <laughs> and like that good. that Battle.net account has CD keys on it from 20 years ago. Yeah, and has purchased every single game they've ever released, all this kind of stuff. They they found a very dedicated customer and just six month banned out of nowhere, and then like the first communication that I sent out, being like, what even just happened? Part of the response was like, yeah, well, usually this would have been a perma ban. So, like, you should be thankful, but <laughs> stop lucky. sending in tickets. So, like, I don't know. The, the communication from them was was really terrible. I'm happy I'm unbanned, but I feel bad for, like, every kid out there that didn't do anything wrong and is also banned for six months. Or permanently, if that or was supposed well, to be a permaban. Well, I, I don't think they do permabans anymore. I think that was their comment. It was, like, this used to be a permaban. Oh, it used to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might have said that wrong. But they were, they were saying, like, yeah, this same thing used to be a permaban. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel... I'm happy I got unbanned, but it f I feel I didn't do anything wrong, and I don't know if this is the right emotion, but I almost feel guilty just because I know there's other people out there in the same spot, and they're still banned, and they can't do anything about it. And that makes me feel bad. I didn't uh, do anything I'm wrong. Sorry, I'm I don't deserve to be banned. I'm laughing because you can take the word banned and exchange it for something like way more serious on Put Earth. In jail. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're still mutilated. <laughs> or like, or whatever. I shouldn't laugh it's at like, this. We're only talking about being bad. It sucks. Yeah. There are worse things, but. Yeah. And there's still other parts that sucked. Like, I, I lost that time. Like, I lost that progress. And there's certain things in the game where, like, what if progress? you're not. Uh, like, uh, like, PvP competitive ranking stuff. Oh. If you if you don't do it, it your your rank decays. Oh yeah. So while I was banned, I like deranked. Oh man. Which sucks. And like there's a bunch of other stuff, but like ultimately it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The only thing is just how frustrating the whole experience was, and the fact that if I did not work here, yeah. I would still be banned. That's the that's the part that really frustrates me, and that's the part, the reason why I'm like I'm happy I'm unbanned, but I'm still actually really mad. Is because well, most people would not well, maybe, be able to get out of this situation. Who knows? Maybe they'll change something after they see this. This, this is one thing I want to drop because the the phone call was relatively short, and I there I thought of a bunch of stuff I should have brought up afterwards, and then 
Uh, uh, if I if way. I called it back, it would just go to some random number because I don't have the extension. But um, if you guys want help reforming your customer service, haul at your boy. <laughs> I've got some ideas for you. Um, seriously, just... <laughs> that was that was a terrible experience, and I have many ideas of how you could improve it. And I would be happy to help, free of charge. I'm imagining just like the most white glove phone call, where they call you up, and they're like. You know, your rank isn't going to decay. In fact, we're going to give you extra double plus. I don't. Uh, I don't even. There's think a they, pizza like... on its way to your house right now. <laughs> we know you like thin crust. I'm not. It's not going to. It's not going to change the tone of the conversation. But um, yeah, I, I. I would just like to help you fix it. Blizzard's been in a bad way for a long time, mm. and we're going to talk more about that uh, later on in the show when we talk about Warcraft 3 Reforged and potentially one of the lowest rated games for user scores on Metacritic of all time and why it's so low. And I honestly think they Why don't we for, just talk about it right now? Let's do it. I think they're for surprisingly related issues. And the the guy that unbanned me is probably so pissed right now because this show is so negative. Well, you should have sent a pizza. <laughs> yeah, there. Perfect. I lied before. You like stuffed crust. Yeah. Stuffed. Yeah, but Warcraft 3 Reforged, it has a Metacritic critic score of 63, although I noticed uh, WCCF Tech, one of our favorite sites to bring up on WAN Show, gave it a 75, although their opening statement, with giving it a 75, this blows my mind, is Warcraft 3 Reforged isn't the game that was promised. But 75. But 75. Okay, well, without going any further, weird. I can see how that might happen. Like, today at lunch, I'm talking to Jake about Star Trek, and he's saying how he loved Discovery. And okay. mo the cons I haven't seen the show, but the consensus I've heard so far is like, yeah, it might be an okay show, but it's it's not Star Trek. Star Trek is about going to new planets and, and experiencing new cultures and figuring it out and figuring out what it means to be human. And in Discovery, as far as I can tell, it's more about intra-ship drama and not about going to new places. So Jake, who's like born in the year 2000 and doesn't have... The, all the canon, all the like this reference point. He just sees this show as he sees other shows, and is like, if I if you go in with without those expectations and all that baggage, it's a good show. So is that what they're saying here? If you had no expectations, if you didn't know what Blizzard was promising, it's a good game potentially because the next part of that line is, but it is still a valuable reconstruction of one of the most influential titles in the history of video games. So I think they gave it a 75 because Warcraft 3 was really good. So what was promised? Uh, there's so, in terms of the promises, there's a few issues there. I don't know enough about this, um, and if you want to learn more about it, there's some actually like very good videos on YouTube detailing all of the issues with Warcraft Three Reforged. But I'll go over what I do understand. Part of the issue, as far as I know, is that uh, some of the the especially the cinematics. There's one cinematic in particular that's quite egregious and is actually still on the Warcraft 3 Reforged website. As far as I know, as of right now, it was like, I think nine-ish hours ago, but I don't know if it still is. But the trailer for the game talks about like new awesome cinematics and they have an example of one. That example is the same thing that they showed at BlizzCon. That example is not in the game. Oh, okay. Um, and like the equivalent of that cinematic is way worse. And most of the cinematics in general worse are in what way, way worse. They're just even the equivalent. Like it's the same one. It's just like lower res or like basically instead of a cinematic, if I remember correctly, and again, you should probably go to a better source for this if you're if you're all that interested. But um, it's it's basically just like a a lowered camera angle of the units talking instead of an actual proper cinematic. Okay. And th what was advertised looked like more of a cinematic. They might be able to get away with it by being like, no, that was a trailer mm -hmm. that we mentioned new and improved cinematics in, but we weren't talking about that part. Okay. Even yeah, though that yeah, part yeah. was a cinematic from Warcraft 3, like they could probably hop yeah. and skip their way through it. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of awkward. Then, so if you move past the like, cinematic and graphics and stuff that people do have some amount of issue with and they were they were apparently possibly going to be changing the story and then they they reneged that which was probably a good move um, <laughs> and, and a few other people things. don't like retconning uh, well actually, yeah the, the, that's the, not even retconning it's like revisionist yeah that was just kind of weird because starcraft starcraft got reforged or whatever um i don't know if it had the same title but it got remade and basically, they just upped the graphics, yeah. and then we're like, 
There you go. But they didn't even up them that much. It still no. had the kind of spirit of the original. So yeah. I don't think anyone could get mad, really. No, like, and a, sweet bonus. Probably what they should have done here. Uh, the really egregious part, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure this is why it has a user score of 0.7, and I think this is really why everyone is so mad. If it was just the cinematics, I could see some like lowered scores and some people being kind of upset. But I think this is where people go go kind of off the wall. Is they changed how the custom game stuff works. And Warcraft 3, like, I played Warcraft 3 an amazing amount. I ended up buying multiple copies of the game because I kept on losing my darn CD key. Uh, the only thing I ever played, I played the campaign like once, maybe twice, and then custom games forever. Because custom games in Warcraft 3 were amazing. You mean they just changed like the interface, or? No, so they added a bunch of rules which probably make a lot of sense and other companies have started doing these things as well where they have more rights to your content and controlling your content and a lot of that comes in with like you can't use other IPs in this game so you can't have like Super Mario Bros tower defense in Warcraft 3 because that's an issue for a bunch of reasons and that existed in the original Warcraft 3 it wasn't really a problem but the landscape has shifted mm -hmm. and this might be an issue now. You can still do poker tower defense. Yeah, probably. Um, so like they, there was some stuff like that. I don't think anyone cares about that part. Um, the issue was they added on a thing where they own outright everything that you do with no, like they don't have to pay you for any of it or anything. Titles, art, as far as I know, it's literally everything. Oh, if you, so if, if you, you make, make a really badass game or a new map or something like, like that. Like Dota. Yeah, okay. They own it fully. Or like Big Game Hunters or something like that. Sure. Then they just, oh, this is great. Let's just put this into the circulation of tournament play and yeah. we just own this now. Yeah, Winter Mall Wars. You just made Winter Mall Wars TD and for some reason it popped off bigger than, bigger than Dota. Blizzard owns the entire thing now. It seems very... Uh, very pointed at Dota, mm. I think. There's they were smart. like, there's a game that ended up becoming, there's a custom game that ended up becoming a highly successful individual game. We don't want that to happen again without us having control of it, so let's just own everything on the platform. That's bad enough. <laughs> Take that a little bit further. They went back to Warcraft 3, the original one, and they changed that. Oh. And this is where to I the think, same like, degree, the, the, the same rules in YouTube. Th this is where, if again, I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm right here, but you should definitely look this up because uh, we didn't have notes for this before the show and I'm just kind of spitballing off of things that I've heard. Uh, but as far as I know, they applied all the same rules and they killed Bnet on Warcraft 3. So you like have to play through Warcraft 3 Reforged now. Oh. I'm like glancing over the chat just in case someone corrects me. Um, but I think that's how that works. But either way, they they... They sure pissed a lot of people off. There's currently 7,729 ratings on Metacritic for user scores, and it's at 0 0.7 overall. <laughs> One dude rated it a 10, and 75 out of 1,400 users rated it as helpful. That rated it. So, like, the opposite amount of those people rated it specifically as unhelpful. Oh, God. <sighs> <laughs> 0 0.7. Can you give a score of 0? No, I think, yes, I think you can. Someone gave a one, all these people gave zeros, yeah. What are they saying? Which are like these short, snappy ones. This is sh dot dot, slower, like a snail. There is also a snail a on of, Quaaludes. So, so <laughs> what that guy's talking about is there's a lot of performance issues and a lot of people are having uh, like, like full stop inability to play the game type of problems. I really don't think that's the reason for how tanked the score is. Right. I so think it is, compounds it. that is not helping no. for sure. Um, but yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I watched a video really quickly um, of one creator talking about all these issues and he brought up like Blizzard used to be known for, for their absolute polish and like things launching well. I'm like, well, did they? Not really. A lot of Blizzard launches have been really rocky, um, but I think their appreciation for community, uh, looking at the, the, the band stuff that we were just talking about, looking at how they're treating modders with Warcraft 3 Reforged and all that kind of stuff, is at an all-time low. Oh. So that's not good. It was called Remastered, I think, StarCraft. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Should we do some tech news? We should do some tech news. <sighs> well, before we get into the Huawei stuff, 
What about the next folding phone? Okay, do you, we, I think you and I did talk about the, the Galaxy Fold, yeah. the big one. Linus ended up loving it. Yes. Were you excited at all for that phone? No, because it was just purely too expensive. Yeah, it was like 2,500 bucks. What if just there was like much. a thousand buck version, a grand? See. That's like an iPhone. Yeah, but I'm not a very good target for this. What the heck? I don't like this, Google Docs. You should change that. Um, I'm not a very good target for this, just because... Are you going to show us? Uh, yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> I think I have to do forgot. my screen. There we go. I don't know what this is supposed to be. Uh, it's an ad, ad that didn't load. not loading. Um, but I, I'm still running a Pixel 2. Okay. And I'm happy with it. And like, in four. not yeah. way too long, uh, I'm planning on just like swapping the battery out so it'll keep going. Oh, nice. Good I don't. You. I don't game on my phone. And everything else works perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So, it's really that or pictures, and the pictures are still good. Yep, they're good enough. Yep. This thing though is interesting because the thing, the premise of the Galaxy Fold was that it's going to be about the same size as a normal phone in your pocket, but then boom, you basically have a tablet, and you can do all this new productivity stuff. But it's kind of like double thick. Yeah, it's going to be like so a. So it's candy it's bar. A, like a little bit bigger, but but the thickness. I don't think anyone's complained about phone thickness for a long it time. It was pretty fat. It was probably thinner than this, though. Yeah. But um, it was also narrower. It was like a candy bar. But this device is kind of just like this. But folds in half. But folds in half. I personally see no benefit to that. What is the benefit to that? Because then you've just got something in your pocket that's double thick. I think it's... What about lady pockets? Man, even my pockets. I don't like putting this in my front pocket. Like, I, I'm not going to ride a bike like that. Yeah. That is like stabbing me. Yeah. That might be better. If that was just like that, but chonky, that's like But would you that. buy a whole phone specifically just for that? But it's not just for that, because it's still a good phone in every other respect. It's if you're gonna buy a well, S10, like is that is that gonna be the deciding feature for you to buy one phone over another phone? You know it would be the sweet action of being like, okay, got it. Click. <laughs> Boom, like flip phones. Hanging up or There's answering. <laughs> Hello? I love that. There's definitely I want that in some, my life again. some loss of, of satisfaction there. I used to have a slider phone, and just being able to like the the what as you you're pulling that? it like oh, one you of those slide it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the satisfaction of as I'm like pulling it out of my pocket, sliding it up to answer yes. the call was so cool. Have you ever had a fight on one of these phones? No, you take a hike. Mm. <laughs> Carefully put down. <laughs> yeah. There was something nice about the the cheap corded phone that you could throw across the room and like slam down on the receiver. The other thing that's sick is when it's closed, I can just confidently put it in my pocket with keys or something. Mm. Because the screens are so sensitive. Yeah. I'm so careful with all my phones. I usually run naked, maybe a skin, like a D brand, with yeah. no case. Yeah, I like running naked. Run naked through the woods. But even still, and I'm so part. careful with the screen. Like, I never put it in the same pocket as anything sharp like keys. It has its own dedicated pocket. No coins there, nothing. I put it on the table always face up because I had a pass phone, like, get a scratch. Must have just been from sliding it. And still, my Pixel 4, <laughs> after having it for like three weeks, it does have a scratch in the top corner. I'm like, really? Why? On the screen. Yes. I don't get that that often. I'm. I'm How? fairly careful, I guess. I don't, I've never, I don't put my phone in the same pocket as my keys. I do wallet, phone, one pocket, keys, yes. other pocket. Yes, As a rule all the time. Do you do time. screen protectors? I usually do. This one doesn't, actually. And I've had this phone for a long time. I just feel like they just add a little layer. I don't want that on there. You know? Yeah. The only screen protectors I ever used long term were tempered glass ones. Luckily, those have gone down oh. in price a lot. I haven't even seen that. Really? Have I? Phantom? I'm I had the one that you go in the mall kiosk and they like, they put it on there and there's like an there's like a video monitor that shows a drill hit in the phone. Ghost armor. That's what I had. Ghost armor. Ghost armor. Yeah. Okay. Not familiar. Anyway. Is it flexible? Well, the, my phone wasn't. So how do I know? Well, okay. It's just sure. on there. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is a it's a leak. This is not an official announcement. This phone is called the Galaxy Z or Z, and it's probably gonna come out pretty soon. Maybe it's early as Valentine's Day at MWC, or okay. maybe at, um, oh wait, am I screwing this up? I might be thinking of another release date. It might come out soon though. 
We actually, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, we don't know if that's gonna be pre-order or for sale, and we don't know if it's gonna be a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks. I would kind of bet it on it being fifteen hundred, honestly. You know, they had like back in the era of slider and flip phones when those were king. They had those kind of like square-shaped phones that could flip out. Do you remember those? I had a Kibo. That was a slider, but when it slid, it was like a horizontal keyboard. Okay, but that was that was a, a rectangle. Yeah. And you, yeah. Are you no. talking about like the same dimensions as a Game Boy Advance SP? Yeah, kinda. Yeah, they had more square formatted ones. I always thought those looked super stupid. And that's, that's what this is. to me what this looks like. You know what the, why they keep showing it in 90 degrees like that though? Is because it doesn't, it's not a binary flip. It's not closed and open. You can actually ratchet it, or it's, it's continuous. Why would you do that? I don't know. Okay. But you can. You can put it on a table like that. Okay. Maybe you could like... Makeup mirror? Yeah, or maybe just like a video and you're like, it's like its own kickstand. You're eating your cereal and there's a little video playing. Okay, but like in the in the era of so many people having those pop socket things on the back of their phones. Yeah. You can use those as kickstands. Yeah. I don't like them, but like a lot of people have A them. lot of people do. By the way, I think that we should have a uh, Linus Tech Tips pop socket. Sock pop it. That seems pop. like a pretty easy thing to do. I think we should do it. Guys, Linus, he keeps ignoring me. If you guys... Oh my god, you, so you should do the chin Everyone photo. Everyone should tweet at Linus. You should do the chin photo. Like, it shouldn't even be the LTT logo. It should just, it should be, just be the <laughs> Linus chin photo in a circle on the back of your phone. I bet you you'd sell a bunch of those. That'd be great. We have to do something with that photo. Yeah. It's, it's too sticky. It's yeah. so good. You guys should also do a shirt that's just super zoomed in of his face in that chin photo. Yeah, it should just be it's the just blue like shirt, the entire... like the blue background is, yeah. is the color of the shirt, and yeah. then it's just his head. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that'd be great. Innovators. Okay, next I guess topic. that's it for that phone, okay. Yeah. Um, There's so many phone news. There's a lot of uh, talk about this Huawei scandal. All right, let's do it. Have you read about this yourself? No. You know? So what happened was, I guess, the UK is trying to build out its 5K network infrastructure. 5G. Sorry, 5G. No worries. And they were, they had, it's like a bid. Like there's lots of different companies to go with and they don't have anything domestic. So they have to rely on a foreign company to yeah. build this for them. Yeah. And they, the headlines are all, you know, despite US pressure, UK allows Huawei to build out their 5G infrastructure. And everyone's like, bah, spies. But then, uh, so the UK government says it will allow telecom giant Huawei a limited role in building its new 5G data network. Um, they say that they're not going to let them do any of the sensitive stuff. So the UK's National Cyber Security Centre, which conducted a security and technical analysis for the government's 5G supply chain review, says it considers Huawei a high-risk vendor. There's a list of these high-risk vendors. Huawei's on that list. But rather than banning the company from uh, its important new network, the, the center is asking British companies to use Huawei in a limited way so that it can collectively manage the risk. Now, this uh, agency, the NCSC, formed a special Huawei Cybersecurity Evaluation Center 10 years ago. Um, I think at that time, members of the government were just thinking of using Huawei for their network infrastructure without, like, nobody knew. Uh, any of the risks, and they're just like, oh, that seems like a good vendor. And then someone yeah. else was like, wait, hold no, on, we need to create a whole agency to investigate these guys. <laughs> um, and they and and this agency also warns other countries that they should not include Huawei in their 5G network plans unless they have a really robust regulatory system. And yet, <laughs> and yet they they themselves they aren't doing it are themselves. hiring Huawei. It's like, so how good are Huawei's prices? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but like. Yeah, I don't know. I it it feels that that seems like a self dig to me. What do you mean? You shouldn't include them. Uh, I guess they're partially. Yeah, I don't know. The the like you shouldn't include them unless you have a really robust regulatory system, and then they're including them, but only to a certain degree. So I think they're just saying like ours is okay. <laughs> I think they're saying that theirs is robust. Um, they say that they're not going to use them. There's two conditions. They're not going to use them in their like core infrastructure, the like really high security stuff, and they're not okay. going to use them uh, for greater than 35% of the network. But all of this is problematic. Um, That's still so weird. The sensitive core parts of 5G and other high-speed networks. So 
their that agency's um, explanation is this. Um, it, they say that they weighed all the options, but they blame a broken market for limiting their choices for uh, large-scale 5G suppliers to just three, uh, Nokia, Ericsson, and Huawei. And Huawei is, of course, uh, the high-risk one. Um, in that environment, the best strategy for the UK is not to become nationally dependent on any one supplier. So they're going with okay. all three suppliers, and okay. that's why uh, Huawei is limited to just 35%. It's just like they're doing a third of it. They're getting their pie. And the other companies are doing each a third of it as yeah. well. Yeah. So that's kind of like contrary to the headlines that you saw. That like, we're letting them do it. It's kind of like, we're letting everybody who bid on it do it. We're trying to diversify to, to help save ourselves if, if like one or two of these companies end up being terrible. Yeah. But there's some problems. There's this um, article that we have listed here, this uh, source number three. It's from this uh, Australian dude who used to be a member of the Australian Signals Directorate. And this is a group that tried to design a suite of cybersecurity tools that would give the Australian government confidence Oops. that uh, a hostile intelligence service could not leverage their national vendors uh, to gain access to 5G networks. So. They said, uh, this is a quote, we asked ourselves, if we had powers akin to the 2017 Chinese intelligence law, um, that's that law where the Chinese government like has to have access to whatever data from any company. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So that's called the 2017 Chinese intelligence law. Um, if they're saying, if we had that law um, to direct a company which supplies 5G equipment to telco networks, what could we do with that? power and could anyone stop us and we concluded that we could be awesome that no one would know and if they did we could plausibly deny our activities safe in the knowledge that it would be too late to reverse billions of dollars worth of investment and ironically our targets would be paying to build a platform for our own signals intelligence and offensive cyber operations yeah and it's like if that's their goal yeah but like In Huawei's defense, the CEO is like, I would rather shut this company down than create a backdoor for the Communist Party to exploit. <laughs> that's, that's the statement, but it's like, the counter to that is like, we don't believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty that's much. all you have to say. And like, maybe how, how involved in actually like doing that kind of stuff is he? Like the, the, the Chinese right, government yeah, yeah, could right. have people as part of the company that is setting this up completely under him mm -hmm. without him having any control or mind of it at all. Mm -hmm. Like how, how does he know? One really They're a gigantic company. Yeah. One really interesting point that this, um, this person makes is that the, this defense that we see in all the articles is that they're only going to be involved in a limited way. They're not going to be involved in the, in the core stuff. But, uh, you know, I, don't, I know very little about 5G. But this guy's saying that the um, idea of core versus edge, that is the paradigm for 4G, does not apply to 5G. Okay. In 5G, if you want the benefits of 5G, it's more of a distributed system rather than centralized. And so you need to be able to handle sensitive data at the edge, really close to the clients. So there's just no way to have a protected core. It's, it's all out there. So when you say that um, Huawei's only going to do 35%, well, it's like, which 35? It's, it's all vulnerable. It's all important. Hopefully not your neighborhood. Yeah. Who knows? That's weird. I don't know. This whole situation's very odd. <sighs> I'm kind of surprised the U.S. didn't jump in more just because of how aggressive they've been about other countries using Huawei 5G. Like, I'm kind of surprised... Even though it doesn't make a ton of sense, I'm kind of surprised the U.S. wasn't like, we'll help subsidize this, don't well, use them. Because well, they've been very aggro about it globally. Yeah, well, at first they jumped in and were like, um, hold on, what do I, I have it here. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has said the U.S. will help U.K. reduce risks associated with involving Huawei in its 5G network. That's, that's the latest. That's the update. Before okay, that, okay, he had okay. previously suggested that Huawei's uh, equipment posts a spying risk, saying that we won't be able to share information with nations that put that into their critical information systems. It's like, we're, we're not going to play with you, U.K., if you do this. Wow. But they, I guess they reneged on that, and now they're just going to try to help mitigate the risks. Which... 
Yeah, interesting. Which increases the cost, because if, if a lot of this is like, hey, Huawei has really good technology and it's a pretty good price, then it's like, well, what are you factoring into that price? Notwithstanding the price of secure data, which is priceless, you still have to uh, invest in all these mitigating features. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, sponsor time. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Pulseway. Pulseway is a real-time uh, remote monitoring and management software that helps you fix problems on the go by sending commands from any mobile device. It's compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Pulseway's single app gives you remote desktop functionality so you can get access to real-time status, system resources, logged-in users, network performance, Windows updates, and more. Create and deploy scripts to automate your IT tasks, scan, install, and update all of your systems on the go, and try it today for free at Pulseway.com or through the link in the description if you're watching on a platform that has a subscription right now. Or a uh, description, sorry. Uh, and then Displate. You can see our lovely disc plates behind us. Look at the disc plate. And now look at disc plate. Oh, I like that. That was, that was, that was clever. Uh, disc plate is a magnet-mounted metal print. So I'm going to Vanna White like I normally do. You can take it off super easily. You put a magnet on your wall, which is actually super, super easy to do. One day, these were off the wall, and I had to put them on the wall. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to do it. And then I was done and like almost almost immediately. <laughs> um, just because like this sticker part, I was like, it might be confusing. It's super straightforward. Uh, and then if you ever want to swap them out because you decide you want to put a different one up, very easy to do that, very easy to change their orientation. You can do whatever you want with it. I'll fix that because it bothers people sometimes. Um, <laughs> there's tons and tons and tons of different versions of displays that you can get. I know there's Atlantis even Media some Group. With, with us on them. I think you have your own, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the only one. Yeah, I think there's four. I think there's like an Anthony one where he looks like Morpheus. Oh. They're fun. My dog's cool. on there. Yeah. <laughs> and ducks, right? Yeah, yeah. Ducks? yeah, yeah, I think it comes from my old Twitter, or is that still my Twitter banner? Where I was like, when I was getting married, I was in this really cool hotel that had a bunch of weird tchotchke in it, including like st a stuffed like bird, and I was just like, <laughs> just holding it really gravitas-like. Anyway. Anyways, it looks, it looks cool. They have over 250,000 different arts, spanning a bunch of different styles and influences, including LMG. Uh, they plant 10 trees for each display purchased, which is very cool. Um, and we're going to jump to, hold on one second. And they designed that poster of me, by the way. That wasn't oh. us. Yeah, they just like looked on my Instagram and stuff, and all the, all the ones of us, they put together. That's cool. I didn't actually know I had the link for this, so now that I have the link for this, we're going to check it out really quick. Do, do, do. Once it loads. Oh, yes, there's a couch. Oh, I'm right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought there was four. Apparently there's five. But here's the James. Oh, my fat kitty. That's fantastic. Hey, what is that girl one? Oh, it's a girl holding it. It's just it. her holding it. Whoa. I think they just... Is that chopped? I think it's just green screen. Did she really hold? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just green screen. And then they just swap them on. Was she holding me? Really? Did she hold my display? Um, but yeah, anyways, those are super cool if you're into that. And We're into moving it. forward, LTTstore.com. LTTstore.com. For as often as we say LTTstore.com, it's actually really hard to say. LTTstore.com. 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 Why is it hard to say? The TT store, the, yeah, that's, it's TT the TTST. TT store, TT store. Um, nice, I haven't seen this yet. Anyways, 10 million, Wait. I was gonna say what? No, I haven't seen huh? this, I haven't seen it on the website. Oh, it's the photos thing. and stuff, yeah, okay. 10 million t-shirt, limited edition, I believe they are pre-orders. Uh, the shirt, as it says on the screen, is going to be gone forever at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, huh. February 2nd. A-Prime's in there, so. Uh, it is limited, it's limited edition, and limited quantity because they're only able to get a certain amount of the black shirts that they need to print the logo on. That's this weekend, guys. Yeah, so if you want one, and these are really cool. They are cool, they have this like speckle. I don't even know if you, you can't tell in that image. You cannot tell in that image. I don't think that image has it. They have these speckles in here, and it makes it kind of look like it has a patina. Slightly like weathered. Yeah, it looks like I'm wearing yeah. like a sweet like uh, Vancouver Grizzlies basketball team shirt from the 2000s. Yeah, I don't think you can... <laughs> I love all these characters you never get to see. Mark's on there. The, the man the himself. Linus, that, that one's a given. Where's he going to put that? 
10. <laughs> you know, it was since it was Linus, you know he went right out right after the photo. Yeah, of course he did. 100. There's probably a photo with that, and they decided not yeah, to use it. Yeah, on the cutting room floor. Uh, there's a bunch of other cool stuff too. The USB-C shirt, uh, the LTD hats. They have. T-shirts, sweaters, hats, water bottles. Uh, I don't know if they tell, sell the Zatraps anymore. Hoodies, Constellation shirts. That's one of my favorite shirts ever. Um, underwear. Their underwear is great. It's it's my favorite underwear that I own. I'm not not just saying that. The lanyard's very high quality. Uh, TechLinked can support them. I think we need a. I love the lanyard, by the way. Everyone buy one if you have the type of partner like my wife, who uh, she doesn't put stuff in a spot. When I get home, I put my keys in the dish. You know, they're always in the dish by the door. She doesn't have any kind of reason like that for for things belonging places. So I got the bright orange lanyard and I put that on her keys. It's so high vis, I can find it so quickly <laughs> now. Yes. That's actually that's that's pretty clever. She doesn't like it, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. What was I going to say? You need a carpool critics thing like merch yeah ah, maybe one day man yeah. I, like four emails yeah, came I, in don't, I don't the show. I don't necessarily mean now but like yeah sometimes yeah, I don't I know what it should. would necessarily be I don't know we have there's like some imagery if you watch on flow plane there's like a little bus that goes by and yeah no but I don't know what item it oh. would be. yeah I know you guys have like your logo Jeez, I don't know and you're like your your tape and stuff yeah it has the yeah you guys have some some logos. We got like three emails since this sh we called out at the beginning of the show. What, what does that mean? Like what people have been emailing in, but talking about how much they like the podcast and stuff. And one person who a is a girl, and b is a float plane subscriber was like trying to give us money. <laughs> Candace, you don't need to give us money. Just, <laughs> well, just they already are. Just don't skip the ads. It's a oh, she's a float plane. Float plane. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I guess we can. Yeah, I want to talk about airdrop. But okay. for Android. Oh. So weird that it took so long for Air, AirDrop to hit Android. So for those of you who don't use an iPhone like me, the w AirDrop... Oh, okay, so not actually AirDrop. But it's it's analogous to AirDrop. It's the same yeah. same tech. Yeah, so, but I thought you meant like exactly the same thing because there's some Apple-to-Apple -Apple stuff that's only going to work if it's actually AirDrop. Like what? As far as I know. I don't actually have examples. Well, this is going to be AirDrop is still Apple to Apple, and then this, which is going to be called Nearby Sharing or Android maybe Beam Fast Share. No, Android Beam's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Nearby Share or something like that, and it's just going to be Android to Android. Nearby Sharing. That's way less cool of a name. AirDrop is so cool, of a name. Yeah. Nearby Sharing. Or nearby, nearby Sharing, sharing? is not. That sucks. It sounds like the category name. Yeah. Beam was way like, cooler. It sounds like Android Beam and AirDrop are nearby sharing uh, services. They kind of are. So Android Beam was NFC. So you yeah. put your phones close together. Tap them. That Hold there. That actually, made not. the handshake. And then yeah. I, I don't believe it actually sent by NFC because that's really slow. <laughs> yeah. NFC is like what you use to tap your credit card to pay for stuff. More authentication based. If you're in Canada. So that did the handshake. And then after that, I believe it was Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. But the way AirDrop works is it uses Bluetooth to do the handshake, and then after that it sends over Wi-Fi. Now, not over like a Wi-Fi network like your home network. It just uses your Wi-Fi antenna. So you guys don't you don't need to be on the same Wi-Fi. So that is coming to Android. There was an announcement like a couple weeks ago where um, Chinese brands were doing that for Chinese phones, like okay. Oppo and Xiaomi were doing it, uh, BBK Group phones, and that's probably still going to be the case in China because. Uh, this Android version is going to be available wherever you have Google Play services. So that's outside of China. But it's going to be sick. But the, here's something that's I don't cool. understand. I have a question for you. Because it says that you can, um, it'll be over Wi-Fi unless that sucks. And then it can do like a Bluetooth fallback for like really small files. But there's also a setting where you can specify that you want it only to transfer over LTE. Why would you want to do that? Like if the other phone doesn't have a Wi-Fi antenna Only or over is kind of a weird option. Maybe like a temporary allow or something like that would be cool. Because if you just don't have Wi-Fi or something. And Bluetooth But you don't. You really just need slow. a Wi-Fi antenna, don't you? Like I can be in the middle of the woods and I can airdrop Oh, something. so you could make a, a spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty odd. But wait, do you need a hotspot? 
if like, you had Wi-Fi, one of them would have to receive, one of them would have to send. They could absolutely do that. It's not an issue. I thought devices just like you can be in the middle of the woods, you don't need to pick a high spot, hot spot, and because you have a Wi-Fi antenna and I have a Wi-Fi antenna, it like goes. No? Am, am I dumb? I don't believe so. Does it I think need to one be one would have to be uh, accepting connection from the other one? Yeah. But like does it create a little LAN or something? But this is this is a new I don't know how they set it up. Yeah. Like, it's a new implementation. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I just don't know why you'd want to use this LTE thing. Like, oh yeah, send this over my data for some reason. At that point you can just like send it via Instagram DM or something. Some other form of file sharing. But apparently this would be faster than a lot of those. Like someone in someone in the chat said it's more secure. That's interesting. I know with AirDrop that it's encrypted. Mm. Are they talking about AirDrop? Correct. Wi-Fi Direct doesn't need a router. Okay. Yeah. Ad hoc network. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Ad hoc, okay. baby. Good call. Good call. Nice. Um, one question is: Is this gonna be released at MWC or is it gonna release at Google I/O? Nobody knows. Is it gonna be a pixel-only feature at first? That I doubt. Because it's not like a kind of thing that sells phones. This is only useful if everyone else has it. So they're probably just going to push it to everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, kind of if I was like, oh, do you have a Pixel? Oh, sweet. I can send it this way. That's awesome. You should get a Pixel. I, I don't, I would never really use this. Okay. Would you? Are you actually going to use it? There's only been like probably five times in my life where I'm like... In like your whole... And that's what I mean. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, I'll just send it to you via Bluetooth or something. It's usually when I'm at like an Airbnb at a ski resort and they're just the Wi-Fi is crap. Or like I can't just text it to you or make a, or email it to you. Like there's no yeah. service. Yeah. I guess so. But I think in, in most of those scenarios, very rarely in one of those scenarios to be fair. What about if you're traveling? Have you ever been traveling and there's like there's Wi-Fi at the hostel, but everyone's on it and it's just so slow. Like not only are you in a developing country, but like 50 people are trying to use it at the same and time. And I need to share a file. Well, you're like, oh yeah, we went there yesterday. Like here's my pictures or something. Or like we're traveling together and I want to send them from my phone to See, your this phone. Is, so, and I know this is a specific scenario you just gave me, and I'm going after it, but whatever. Usually they would just be in Google Photos, and I would just send them a link to my Google Photos, and that's not transferring the files because it's in Google Cloud anyways. Oh, so you're just sending me a link then? Yeah. And you can send that easily. If you're Google's Photos person, Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I just I feel I've like I have already solved this issue mm. by using tools in other ways. So I don't know. It's cool. I'm happy it exists. I'm certain some people use it. I know uh, AirDrop is very useful for like my mom. My mom works in the in the movie industry, and they like to be able to quickly share things that way. And they like have requirements on some shows that you have to have like devices that can use AirDrop without any third party. Like yeah. just so you can peer to peer because they they use it so actively. So having an Android competitor in that space is great. I'm just, personally, I just mm. don't see myself using it, or at least very often. Maybe they just, um, they're just doing it now just so they have an answer for every iPhone thing there is. Yeah, but iPhones have AirDrop. And you're like, no, well, we have this. They're trying to answer iMessage with RCS. Because it begs the question, why now? Why not like 10 years ago? Yeah, I have no idea. It's, I'm happy they did it eventually. But yeah, I think, I think the, if this came out 10 years ago, I would probably use it now more often. But oh. because it didn't come out. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just so I'm ingrained. I'm over 30. I'm just, just I'm crystallized. I'm not changing yeah, my ways. Yeah. But like <laughs> but I I feel like I've found reasonable solutions to these problems mm -hmm. to the point where I'm probably not really going to use it. There might be the odd scenario where I'm like, "Oh, hey, yeah. Okay. Well, I know this tool that can solve our problem." There's settings in here where you can make like visibility settings where you can make your device always visible to your contacts or certain contacts, or you can make it like ask every time. I want you to make yours public to me. Okay. And so from my like seat, I can just like send you, I can airdrop you stuff all the time from my desk. But then like, okay, that's great and I'm totally down, but why not just use a traditional messaging system? Because I want to do this. <laughs> but that's, that's my point. It's like it just, it doesn't seem to like, we're at the point where there's so many other solutions. It's just faster. It is faster. Like if you send then a video. Instant messaging? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that's if you like downloaded that video. Or I took the video on my phone. It could be yeah. an hour long okay. or something. Yeah. You're going to send me hour-long videos? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to send them a little faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, what's that video going to be? Yeah, remains to be seen. <laughs> Not for your eyes, stream audience. Remember Eve? Yes. This crowdfunding company? Yeah. No. They're a hardware company. They had a crowd... A little bit of both. They, they had... <laughs> 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 Tell me what you remember. It's... Uh, these guys were kind of a blip to me. I didn't jump on it, it sounded very weird, but I was excited to see where it went, and then it kind of took forever, and weird stuff happened around it, so I stopped caring. I think that's quickly. about it. I think yeah. it was like in 2017, they basically made like a Microsoft Surface Pro. Yeah, it was an all-in-one thing, it was a right? Co copycat to that, but it yeah. was just significantly cheaper, and had some improvements, like it had USB-C. Yeah. It was a crowd-developed, crowd-funded, Windows 2-in-1, um, but then they were terrible at getting it out to backers because, I mean, it's a crowdfunded thing and that happens basically every time. Um, what they've done now is they've announced a... Kick-ass monitor. Really cool monitor. So they ditched the two-in-one idea and just went monitor, which I think is cool. Well, I read an article from February of 2019. It was in the aftermath of... You know, that people were really interested in the two-in-one they made, but then they had such a backlog that it was like, you gave them some money for the product and you didn't get it for nine months or maybe even over a year. Then they finally fulfilled all the orders, I think. People got their stuff. Now, some people got stuff when it was like, great, this 2017 era CPU is not so cool anymore. Yeah. Plus, I probably had to buy another laptop in the interim I was waiting so long. As far as I know, everyone got their stuff, and many people who got the stuff loved this stuff. When that was done, they then were like talking to their backers about what should we do next? Like just taking ideas? And I guess this must have been one of the ideas. Just, let's it just do monitors. It kind of makes sense. I, I, again, it's, it's like not that far of a departure, but it's something that's quite cool. And potentially even the people that were already using their stuff, like if you already have the two-in-one, you could still benefit from a monitor. Yeah, that's true. If you have like your most valuable customers, if you do another laptop, they're just like, uh, well. Okay, great. well, I guess I could get an upgrade. And then if you take <laughs> two years to ship it to me again, then who I, knows? But yeah, like I, I like that. I like that the current customers could still integrate it into their setup. And I like that it's probably uh, a little easier to do. So let's talk about how BA these monitors are. They sound pretty sweet. So they're 27 inch IPS panels, I believe made by LG. They have one millisecond response times. They have 98% coverage of the DCI-P3 color space which, and 10 bit color depth. And that's all very cool. But here's what really matters. A QHD display, so 1440p, um, 240 hertz. I don't think that exists in, as a mass market product. It's okay, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty sick and like that's, that's uh, HDR 600, QHD 240 hertz, $509. Yeah. That's super competitive. The monitors, once you start getting into like wicked high performance, price up very, very quickly. Uh, 4K at 144 hertz, again, display HDR 600 for $609, and uh, QHD at 144 hertz for $369. Uh, I'm double checking that right now because I thought I read that the $369 one was um, 1080p 240 or something. I thought it was 240. Uh, oh wait, I should just follow the link to the, uh, the forum. One, one thing while he's looking that up is they have some crazy ports on these monitors. They have two USB-C ports, three USB, uh, it just says A. Um, yeah, that's a normal one. Two DP1.4s and one HDMI 2.0A and a 3.5 millimeter jack. No, I was wrong. Even on the forum, it says uh, it's a 1440p monitor at 144 hertz for 369. Now that 369 is the early bird price. Um, that would be a sweet price, but it's I think it's going to be like at least 10% higher than that. Well, apparently it's already gone up. It was 349, and it's display HDR 400. Yeah, nobody cares. Knit it down. Yeah, it's still great. Um, the question is, though, should anyone trust them again? 
I mean, because I would be concerned. I would if I backed this and wanted this monitor, I would make sure that I'm already happy with the setup I currently have. You know what <laughs> I mean? Don't be in limbo. Yeah, and this would be like a nice addition to it, but it's, I'm not worried about when it shows up. If you back it, it's refundable. It is. Forever? I don't know. Like okay. the like the Tesla truck, like the Cybertruck. Yeah. Um because if you read the story, like what the CEO says, he's like, we've made every mistake there is to make. You know, they got a lot of experience from being one of the most okay. notoriously hated. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to again? Like, do, does he... Well, who knows? They said that what happened before... Are they before... working with the same distributors? Are they no, working with they the got same... No, they got a new distributor. And they said what happened before was they had a flash sale, which generated a ton of orders. Those orders flagged their payment processor, and so the payment processor froze Ooh. everything, so they couldn't fulfill all the orders. And they had warned the processor that they were going to have big numbers, but I guess the processor didn't take them seriously. I can sympathize with that. Working with payment processors has been horrible. Mm. Terrible experience. They make so much money and they just don't care about you at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. So, we, I mean, we haven't been frozen, but I've heard of many, many people who have had that issue, and you're kind of screwed. So, yeah. It could yeah. happen again, though. Yeah. Frozen, too. <laughs> Ah, I was waiting for that. Oof. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't know. I would I would have concerns, but... We're going to get it. We're going to review it. How if, about that? Sure. <laughs> New video coming out 2022. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... <laughs> On our no longer new channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, I, think, I think that would be, be the thing. It's like... I, I would look into it more, make sure they had 100% deliverables, make sure they actually got everything out. If they did, I would make sure that my setup does not rely on this monitor, and then if I wanted, I'd go for it. Seems like the price is really good. Sounds like it'll be very not, a really baller monitor. <laughs> Should we do some Super Chats? Yeah, let's do it. Super, super chats. chats. You know what we need on this show is a soundboard. I love other shows that have, like HC has that. They have a soundboard, he can go, he can press a button and go, super chat, super chat. That'd be so fun. We had, for like one or two shows, we had a mixer that had like a swear button. Ooh. That was kind of cool. What, like it would bleep out your swears? Yeah. So if you want to swear. You hold the button down, swear, then let it back up. That's so fun. Yeah. Mega doo doo. You... <laughs> yeah, never mind. I don't know how to do this. I don't know where they are. Oh, I, I, can you just scroll through the chat? Viewer activity? Oh, it's viewer activity. Why is it viewer activity? Why don't they just call it chat? Oh, okay. Any gooders in there? There's not very many in general. I think it's because we haven't been reading them very much. They don't yet. like us. Yeah. All right, well. Machinist here, there's a formula to get the right cutting speed slash RPM for the material slash end mill sizes on a mill. I can what? How is this related? Did we talk about anything related to that? Get the info from the guy anyway. You know, knowledge is power. I'll take it. None of this makes sense to me based on what we were talking about. I feel like this is from a different stream. One super chat just says, we want Apple. Another one just says, big oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Greetings from Spain, my boys. Cheers. Greetings hey, to you, amigo. Hey guys, if a viewer skips an integrated sponsor spot or uses a browser extension like sponsor block, never heard of that. Um, be hurting a channel just as much as Adblock, or is it impossible for a sponsor to know? Um, I think that um, it's possible for us to know when we look at YouTube analytics, because you yeah. can see a graph of when people stop viewing and how they taper off, and sometimes you'll see a spike, and that means that people repeat it, they watched it twice. They thought that joke or something was so funny that they'll oh, go back and watch it again. So you could see uh, the viewers are here, like 100% of the audience starts at the beginning, and then you get to the ad and then it drops off a bunch, and then it might pick back up after the ad. So we can see that, but it's whether or not um, a YouTuber exposes that to the sponsors that they work with. And that would, would probably be inconsistent, but unlikely. Probably they're not. Yeah. They're not sharing that. Yeah. So you're probably good. But that could vary depending on the channel that you're following. Um, Linus isn't here to say no. How about some straight up float plane merch? Not this LTT slash float plane synergy nonsense. Wow. <laughs> That's um, nonsensical. 
I don't the the last the the LTT slash full plane shirts actually apparently sold decently well. I don't remember. I think well, I don't know if it was decently well or if it just exceeded expectations, um, <laughs> because those are technically different things. But uh, may, I mean, maybe sometime. I'm I find I love the idea of LTT merch, and I love or sorry, uh, well I do, Flowplane but merch. but full plane merch, and I love seeing it on people, but. I'm also surprised that anyone cares. So, so <laughs> come on. There's that. Um, James, nice to see you hosting. You Thanks, got a man. string hanging off your left sleeve. No, I don't. Gone now. Um, you know what you guys should have for floatplane merch is bomber jackets. You know those like pilot bombers. Oh my god. Like those leather jackets. That would be sick. They're five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really expensive. <laughs> they come with aviators. In the pocket. The aviators have a tag floating on the You can't remove it. It says footplane. <laughs> That's the logo. Thank you guys for the super chats. A lot of these are, are very uh, general, so I'm just skipping over them. Uh, One says, look at this plate. Look at this plate. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. I liked that a lot. Uh, when is WANVOD coming to Floatplane? Uh, that's a feature that we will have. It's not the highest current priority feature, but it is a feature that we will have eventually. Which is more Canadian, Corner Gas or Letterkenny? Uh, I haven't watched Letterkenny very much. Um, Corner Gas is very good, very Canadian. I can't speak to that. I feel like uh, Corner Gas is probably slightly more realistic. Okay. But Letterkenny is more entertaining, not unrealistic caricatures, I guess. Because everyone's very extreme in that show. Okay. Like you look at a... Uh, Stuart! Stuart! <laughs> Don't like, know these like, references. Oh, okay. You haven't watched Letterkenny? No. And a friend is close friends with one of the guys. And I'm like, oh. I had dinner with him once, and I'm like, oh, you're on a show? Cool, man. Like, these girls came up and, like, suddenly were like, he was taking a picture of these strangers. And I was like, what's going on with that? And he's like, oh, he's he's on Letterkenny. And I was like, oh, okay. And I had no idea. So if you're a fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be sorry. I, I should have got a sorry. They are national point. heroes. He's a nice guy. Point, basically. Great smile. Do you remember? Okay, hold on. This This is important content. <laughs> Do, what are you trying to find out which one? Yeah, I don't know if I want to say. Do I? Yeah, sure. Who cares? This is only four. It was the uh, uh, blonde guy with like big curly hair. Maybe this good? Oh yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, from. Um, I mean, they're all awesome. Fort so it's not James. too surprising. But yeah, that's really cool. Middle of the province. Anyways, they're both great. Uh, they're both unrealistic, but in different ways. But they're both very Canadian and awesome at heart. I I don't want to pick one. I don't wanna. Moving on. Where's Linus? I don't know. Where is He's he? He's in Miami. That's Party in the city where the cool. heat is on. <laughs> heat is on. Can we just end on a Will Smith reference? Yes. Sing us out. All night on the beach, the break of dawn. Welcome to.